podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello! Hey, Jenny. <laughs> how is your, uh, how's your new cold? Oh, it's awesome. It's not as bad <laughs> as the old cold. Um, well, that's something. Yeah. Yeah, that last, that last cold. Yeah. Brutal. Really took it out of me. Um, I kind of feel like viruses are more virulent than they used to be. Uh, just because I feel like I usually get like one cold a year and I've gotten two colds in six weeks or four weeks, yeah. which just seems crazy. Um, but then this is- maybe that's just having two kids. Maybe. I, I also... Uh- I think we should call this our epidemiology segment. I feel like we talk about the illnesses we've had since the last time we recorded every time that we talk. It's true. It's that it's old age. <laughs> so um, this morning I popped onto Ravelry and saw that Goldie Girl, our friend Deborah, had posted nine years ago today, dot, dot, dot. And that was the Nine years ago today, January 24th is the day that we're recording, was the first time that we ever recorded a podcast. Crazy! Yes. <laughs> and um, my reaction was, who are those young people in that photograph? Oh, my God. That is so funny. Um, and the other funny thing is, um, so we decided, oh, let's look at our old what we were doing that first year. I don't. We don't really have show notes for the first – uh, it takes until episode four, and then we finally, finally started doing Wow. I know. Um, anyway, um, before we get into deep nostalgia, let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to the last few weeks, because it is winter, so it means I have been doing some knitting. Have you been doing some knitting? I have been. I have been on a finishing very, very old UFOs kick. Um so I finally finished Buttercup, um, which, oh my God, I went to update it in Ravelry and I had cast that on in 2012. Um, wow. So thank God that is off my needles because <laughs> holy moly. Well, it was a little, it was a little rough to knit, right? It was a uh, 100% silk yarn. Yeah, right? it's like this... Um, kind of splitty, light fingering weight, 100% wow. silk. So it's like a, it was three loosely plied, two ply threads. So six, th- six tiny threads. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Um, or at least that's what I thought I could make out just from the splitting mm-hmm. <laughs> that kept on happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wore it to work um, on Thursday and the thing snags, like, if you look at it. So mm. I have to be kind of careful about wearing it. It's not going to be a, a super rough, tough kind of piece of piece of knitting. But, it, I mean, it's really beautiful. It was dyed by mm-hmm. Krista at Pigeon Roof Studios in the Bianca colorway. And it's a very shiny silk. Um, I didn't... It was kind of hard to knit with. Um, but... The FO is nice. But now I have like basically I think almost like 50 grams of this silk left. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't really know what to do with. Hey, if anyone listening wants to try this mm-hmm. silk, PM me and I will send it to you. So um, 
when you were finishing it up, you were concerned that it you, it might not fit you, but yeah, because it it was um, before I blocked it, it was very rolly, and mm-hmm. the neckline was very open, and so mm-hmm. I um, I used like a size two needle around the neckline. Um, and just knit it really tightly and cast off pretty tightly. And that tightened Mm -hmm. it up great. And, uh, now it looks, yeah, it's fine. Totally fine. Totally fits because of the drape and like the kind of general oversized nature of the pattern. It, it, it's fine. Like it could fit any number of sized people, I think. I think with that silk too, because it it is going to drape, it's not going to, I can think about the the top that I made that was so ill-sized, one of the tops that I've made for myself that was so ill-sized was um, the Penumbra Tee, which I knit in Knit One Crochet Two Second Time Cotton, Mm -hmm. which is not a yarn that's going to drape. It's basically an Aran weight cotton. So there's going to be no drape. And the problem I had was it was both wide, like wide and short. So, like, it was fine to wear, but it really wasn't that flattering. And what's nice about Buttercup and also that yarn that you use is that it's going to drape and kind of come closer to the body than something that would just, like, stick out like a tent. Yeah. And I think that I was getting um, a pretty tight gauge, and I knit a bigger size because of that gauge. Um so I think that's why it took me longer, too, because there were like a zillion stitches on there. <laughs> it was very hard to and see progress. I don't remember. Is that pattern written for fingering weight yarn? It's written for, I think, Hempathy, that Elspeth okay. Level yarn. Mm-hmm. And I think the gauge is 22. And I think I was getting okay. more like 26 or something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That explains a lot of why it took four years. <laughs> And now Yay. I'm knitting my curry cables. I cannot believe that. That's what I thought that was. It okay, is. what year did you start curry cables? Also, 2012. <laughs> really? I would have thought it was longer ago than that. I know. Um, I guess, I mean, no. I mean, according to my projects page, I mean, who knows if I updated that in a timely fashion. Um, well, so that's a Lisa Souza yarn, right? Yeah, this is um, brass tacks in the BFL sport. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just that pattern oh, is DK. old, right? Uh, I am is- I'm not using a pattern. I'm just like kind of winging. Yeah, Curry Cables as yeah. the pattern is super old. Um, that Veronique, and that's a Veronique Avery painting pattern, wasn't it? You know, I don't even know. It's like a drop-shouldered inner, inner – yeah, it's an, an old IK pattern. I can't remember who the designer was, but it um, has these like – I think it's like these offset oblique cables with mm-hmm. like some sort of textured stitch in between. I don't remember. Interesting. So this is not that you're not using that pattern. No. I think I, I think all these years I assumed you were using that pattern. <laughs> I should have used a pattern because since I'm oh it's Kathy Kathy Karen? No, okay. Kathy Payson. Kathy Payson was the designer. Okay. Um I wish I was using a pattern because I'm just totally winging it and I'm making mm-hmm. all of these like, oh, it doesn't look big enough. Maybe I should like add another set of increases. So it's kind of like this weird, it's going to be weird looking, I think, at the very end. But 
Oh well. But it's a it's a <laughs> you're the one you're knitting is are you making a V neck? I That's am making I, like a yeah, like a V neck cardigan with garter edging, um with raglan sleeves. Can you see it? It's okay, so this is so interesting. All these years in my head, you I had could picture something that you were knitting, probably because I've seen you knitting on it. So I assumed that was from a pattern. It looks nothing like the Curry Cables by Kathy Payson from Interweave. No. It's like not even, and that's from an Interweave in 2002. Right. No. Uh, it's yeah, it is. very interesting. Yeah. Like, but I, in my head, I always pictured whatever the pattern, official pattern was, it looked like the sweater that you were knitting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If only I'd used a pattern, but I, you know. Oh, but it's so, it's so pretty. It looks really pretty. Yeah. I think you're going to be happy with it. All right. Well, whether I am or not, it will be done hopefully this year. Um, That's awesome. I just switched to a ball of yarn, a, a different ball of yarn. And because the yarn is so old, like mm-hmm. I feel like pulling from the center, that yarn hasn't seen like daylight no. in so many years <laughs> that it's like totally darker than the sweater that's been out in the world for four years. So uh-huh. we'll see what, what it's going to look like. It, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, but again, as long as it's done, I don't think I will care too much. You are, so where, what are you knitting on? What part of it are you so knitting So right I'm at the bottom of the body. And oh, great. I'm trying to figure out how long I want to make it. Um, well, how long is the sweater that you're wearing right now? Do you like the sweater? That's a commercial sweater. Yeah, this is a commercial sweater, and it's super long. Uh, I think that I would like it to be a little bit shorter just because I don't want to knit this long of a cardigan. Right. <laughs> and plus, I didn't make the the body oversized enough to be that long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just below boat belt length, maybe? Well, I think, I think if I knit it to like sixteen inches below the underarm, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be a that's decent a, length. That's that's a pretty standard length. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Maybe sixteen or seventeen. Or should I go for nineteen? Nineteen's pretty long. See where that hits you. I mean, okay. The other thing is, what do you have in um, what do you have in terms of yarn of left yarn? over? Yeah. Um, well, these are big skeins, right? Um, right. It's... Why didn't I... It's 330 yards per skein. I just started a new ball, and I have two other skeins left. Mm-hmm. And I have the sleeves to go. So... I think I'll have plenty of yarn. I mean, the one idea would be to knit the sleeves, like kind of stop where you are on the body, uh-huh. knit the sleeves, and then just whatever you have left, then you can go for as long or short as you want for the body. Right. Right? Without playing any yarn chicken. That is true. So that is, that's an idea. <laughs> oh, curry cables. Uh. So I finished a couple of things since the last time we talked, and I don't, I'm not even sure either of these things were on even in the mix from last time. But uh, one is, well, one 
no, it wasn't. I had cast on with Fat Bunny, which is a Lisa Susie yarn um, that I'd had from, I believe, 2007 or 2008 stitches. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to make this uh, hat, this Lee Meredith hat called the Insta Hat. Um, which she had put all the it was a it was a mystery knit along on Instagram and every day she posted clues or I don't know every few days it was happened back in the in the summer but I didn't I um, went through and I found the clues you can buy the pattern formatted now but I was being cheap and just really wanted to get started and so I just went and found the clues on Instagram and I started to knit it and it was pretty small and. I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I did something wrong because the stitches looked to- – my hat looked so different from what uh, anybody's finished hat looked like that I was like, I'm doing these knit togethers wrong or I'm knitting through the back. What did I-? And I wasn't really paying attention. It was New Year's Eve. And I decided I didn't like it. So I ripped it out and I cast on for Rocketeer by Wooly Wormhead, which is a knit flat garter stitch and then you um, – Kitchener, the two ends together. And it's knit similarly to Marina. So it's knit in that same style. Marina has drop stitches, but other than that, I think they're pretty uh, much the same pattern, mm-hmm. although I don't remember. Um, and I totally played yarn chicken because Fat Bunny is only 84 yards. And so you're supposed to do three repeats and then Kitchener the two sides together. And I knit two repeats. And then when I was going to knit the third repeat, I was like, I am going to run out of yarn. (laughs) So I just changed the short row patterning so there were fewer short rows. So the third segment is much smaller. It's right here. Just one second. And you really – I mean, I'm sure I can find the small section. But you can't really tell. Um, oh, um, <laughs> super it's very cute. cute! It's very cute, very gnomish, right? It comes to a big point at the top, and it's a great use for this yarn. I love those colors. This is called, I think it's just called tropical. This uh, this colorway. It's got a light purple and aqua and a dark blue and maybe a little bit of like a brown black and then pops of yellow and green. There's a lot of colors in here. It's very pretty, though. But this means I have officially no Lisa Sousa's yarn in my stash. Wow. In part because the one thing that haunted me for years is now, I think, in your stash, unless maybe you got rid of it. But I'm not sure. That um, that green with the uh, No, I knit it. I knit it. You did? Didn't what did I, you knit it into? Didn't I? Wait. I traded you for I your heart twist, twist that, right? The heart twist. Yeah, you had the heart twist, and I took your... Black Malabrigo twist. Right. Um, I think I made a trousseau. That would be a good use for that. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, I don't have any of my Lisa Souza, so I'm free at Stitches to buy whatever Lisa Souza I want without any guilt. I wonder what Lisa Souza I still have left. <laughs> I'm going to search. So I knit that, and that I um, had cast on as one hat on New Year's Eve and knit for a little while and then realized it was a disaster. And most of this hat got knit on one day, which is great. That's the nice thing about a garter stitch, especially when you're knitting it flat. And then it took me a couple days to get to the point where I uh, could sit down and graft it because you have to graft it in garter stitch as opposed to grafting it. Which is not that much harder. I just didn't know the order. It's knit, pearl, knit, pearl instead of knit, pearl, pearl, knit. So they're just – so it was pretty easy. So 
I did that. And then since our last meeting of the podcast, I knit a baby sweater. And a friend of mine, um, she's had the baby since then, but it was pregnant and she did not know the sex of the baby, which is, I don't know. I, I try not to think that I get into gendered things, but for some reason, I have a lot of more feminine colors. So I was like, if this is a boy and I knit a pink and purple sweater, like, <laughs> that's not like everybody's going to be like, oh, what's your what's your daughter's name? You know, just like the thing. It happens. Right. We all know how it works. Um, so I was sitting there twiddling my thumbs. I think on some level I thought she knew the sex of the baby and was trying to keep it secret from her husband so she wasn't telling anybody. So like one night I texted her like trying to get her to tell. I'm like, so any idea about the baby's sex? And she's like, nope. And I was like, all right, she really doesn't know. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> and I turned to our listeners uh, on the on the Sash and Burn board for advice and got the sage advice from Sherry Tangled Thread, who has knit both of our children, our, our collective three children, many sweaters. I was actually just thinking, I think I have gotten at least two sweaters for Adrian from Sherry. And I think you've gotten a lot. A, like, at yeah, least three. At, at least three. And then that dress yeah. for Matilda, right? Yes. So she, uh, she does a lot of knitting for kids. And um, so she has a lot of great advice, which the advice she said was go with black, dark blue, or gray. And um, I tried a couple of different things. And what I settled on was knitting something in fingering – so fingering weight yarn, it's uh, ultra opaca fine. But I had this whole skein of black ultra opaca fine. And I tried it at different gauges. I tried doubling it. And ultimately what I liked best was a fairly tight gauge held singly. And so – and I, I don't know. I guess I thought it was going to take forever to knit a fingering weight baby sweater. It turns out it only takes a week. <laughs> so – and I, I kept thinking about you, Jenny, about how you said um, knitting a baby sweater is the knitting equivalent of a sneeze. And I was like, oh, she's totally right. <laughs> that didn't take any time at all. <laughs> Only the um, difference being like you can – if you knitted it in a heavier gauge, you could have a five-hour baby sweater versus a week true. sweater. But still – Although I think about – I knit an, a bulky weight sweater for my neighbors and um, and it did have a hood and it had – maybe had pockets or something in it and it did – and it seemed like it took just as long but maybe it didn't. I don't I, – that was that was over a year ago. So um, – but what the other thing I did was I used some of the yarn I have for Babette and, um, you know, I have all these – small amounts of fingering weight yarn and I'm never going to use it all for Babette. Babette, the squares are almost all crocheted at this point. So I have a ton of small amounts of a zillion different colors of sock weight yarn. So I made a little rainbow striping on the, on the yoke of the sweater. And I, there's a free pattern on, it's called Linny, L-I-N-N-I-E. And I used the numbers for Linny even though the there's a little difference. Linny is um, knit, it's a raglan, top-down raglan, but it has a garter stitch yoke that switches to a stockinette body and, um, and it has a knit-on button band. And so the changes I made were I did not do the garter stitch yoke. I did all stockinette body and I did not knit on the button band. I waited. So I used the stitch count for Linny and then I knit on the button bands later. So cute. Um, and then... I striped in, you know, the Roy G. Biv, the seven, the seven color 
um, yolk. So or seven, maybe it's six. Um, I did. I think you did six. Yes, I did red. Well, you can't see the last one, the purple. Oh no! Yeah, so you did seven. You did seven. So the purple, the purple is kind of dark. I should have gone with a slightly lighter purple. It was the same tone as the black. So, yeah, I have red, orange, yellow, green, and then light blue, dark blue, and purple. And um, and then Adrian picked out the buttons. So then, so then what I did is I just waited for the baby to be born. Found out it was a boy, so I could do the gendered button bands. <laughs> Although someone gave a great tip on Ravelry, they said what they do is they put button bands with buttonholes on both sides at the same ratio, and then you know exactly where to place the button, huh. and you just sew up that little button band and then put the button over it. And I was like, that is genius, because I did not, when I first sewed the buttons on, I did not pay that much attention, and all the stripes were one row off. Oh, it no. pretty sad. It was okay. It, just, it was only like three buttons that I had sewn on, so I just cut top, you know chop this off and start over again but adrian helped choose the buttons i had light blue buttons and dark blue buttons he's like oh dark blue definitely um which was an interesting choice to have dark blue on black but i think it looks pretty cool yeah it looks great yeah so this might be my go-to uh idea for a baby gift because hats i think if you know knitters or she's a knitter herself the mom so she had hats for him already so this was something a little different um, and, um, yeah, so I finished that. So I have two projects towards my stitches, uh, yardage bank. Um, and since then I've been working on two things pretty steadily. One is John's socks for, since January is for socks and our small project, our kiss cow, keep it small, knit along, um, and I turned the heel, so I'm about to pick up for the gusset. And I remember these are the Java socks. Um, it's a pattern from Nitty. And um, they have a kind of complicated way for the gusset reduction, but it looks really cool on the sock. So you don't reduce in the gusset part. You actually reduce on the top of the foot and bring it together huh. so that these cables kind of the, the lines come together in a really neat way. But it just, I feel like it's going to take a little bit of concentration to get started on that. Right. And then I started the vest for my sister-in-law. Yay! I don't, I think the last podcast I was going out to buy the yarn for this. And I went to Avenue Yarns in Albany and I looked at it. They had this beautiful yarn from the fiber company called Cumbria. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And it was gorgeous. It's like 90% wool, 10% mohair. It took the color lovely. And it was on the pricey end of the spectrum. So it was, it, it, but it was tempting, you know, to knit this for her. But I, it was going to be like $100 worth of yarn for a vest that was not machine washable, that like was easy, like easily could, something could go wrong. Right. Uh, for a high cost. And they also had this very beautiful purple. Cascade 220. It's actually a purple that I've used before. So it's their heathers, and it's just it's there's like a tiny hint of pink in it that you see. And um, I went with that. It was the much more economical choice. And I will give her instructions to not felt it. But if it for some reason ends up getting felted, my heart will not be quite as broken. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a ton of progress on that. And this is the. Um, the Miley Vest by Hillary Smith Kelly's. And um, and I have made, like, I am to the hip 
increases oh, wow. in the body. You are really yeah. far. I uh, I cast on for the back of McAllen. Oh yeah, I'm and the still back working is what's... on the ribbing. The back is what has all the cables. Okay. Yeah. And is it from the bottom up? Yep. It's it's in pieces. Um. So I did the pockets and as a gauge swatch, and then I decided I would make the cables first because I'm a little nervous about. I'm a little close with the yarn yarn amount. So mm-hmm. we'll see where I am after I finish the back. So, okay, so you're a little close on the yarn amounts. What's what's your idea if, say, you feel like you might not have enough yarn? Um, I could make it without the pockets and just unravel the pockets. <laughs> and what yarn is this? Are you, um, are you using? I'm using Green Mountain Spinnery Mountain Mohair. Okay. Yeah. Well, good news is Green Mountain Spinnery is usually at stitches, so right. you might be able to pick up a... Uh, yarn to read at the pockets or something that might be slightly different. Yeah, totally. Um, so, and you know, I think in their charcoal gray color way, hopefully those, mm-hmm. that doesn't change that dramatically from dye pot to dye pot. We'll see. Right. And it may be a natural color. Maybe right? it's really Maybe. dark. It's very okay. dark. Um, okay. Yeah. I can't wait till I'm done with the bottom rib- ribbing because it's like, Dark yarn on a small needle is kind of hard to see. At night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the dark. Um, so I haven't made a ton of progress on that. I made a baby sweater as well. Oh, that's right. You made a flax. I did. Right? I made a striped flax for a friend of mine at work who's having a baby. Um, what yarn did you use? I used Knit Picks Comfy. Oh. Yeah. That was pretty fun. Although, the thing that I hate about striping. Mm-hmm. Is like carrying the colors up, and like, I just hate the way the jog looks. Even if you do something to try to make the jog better, mm-hmm. it still looks weird. Um, but the fo I think is cute, so it's worth so- the worth this the bother, I guess. So with flax, now I have not knitted. Oh, actually, I was going to ask you specifically about the flax you knit for Matilda out of Malabrigo Twist. Uh-huh. Is that like the most pilly nightmare ever or what? You know, it was a very cozy, warm sweater that I just felted in the washing machine like two weeks oh, no. ago. Because <laughs> I think Hugo was wearing it and... I was just doing armloads of laundry and I didn't really go through it. And I just like was shoving stuff in there. And mm-hmm. so now I'm going to um, make it into a pot holder. Uh, so sad. Um, because I it's was a very thick about... felted fabric, though. <laughs> it's incredibly th- thick felted fabric. And I can tell you how I know, <laughs> which is so I think I mentioned last time that I'd done a bunch of uh, washing. I did a big like blocking session where I uh, washed a bunch of different uh, all of hand knits and some new things that needed to be blocked. And uh, there there has been some fallout from that, which I didn't, I was so proud of myself last time. I was like, oh, I got all this done. Everything's clean. And um, the fallout, one of the fallouts is that I had knit a, um, a cowl, a cowlified shawl out of Malabrigo Twist. Um, that I actually had never quite been happy with the length of the cowl. It was a little too long, so it never kept me warm around my neck. It just sort of hung there. Um, 
And so I would often like tie it up in the back to get a little more close fitting. Mm-hmm. That um, that more or less got felted. I mean, it is so dense now. Um, I think it's probably just one for the compost Aww. at this point. I don't think. Uh, I don't think there's. I don't think there's – it's like I was thinking about re-knitting it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is just the kick in the pants I needed to re-knit it. Um, the, so a minor setback was that I had a, this – grab it. I had this hat that I had knit um, out of uh, – it's a helix, stripy helix hat right. that I had knit out of a various different superwash yarns. Um, and – I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty sure this happened in the block in putting in the washing machine. So a yarn snapped. Oh and no! So, but I, I think this is pretty easy to fix. That I can just. Um, I'm gonna have to get even if I don't have this color yarn anywhere still in my. I can. I. I don't feel bad doing it with a different color. It actually might give it an interesting character. But the real tragedy was one day while I had. I had. Uh, washed my Girl Friday sweater, uh-huh. uh, which is a Ma- Madeline Tosh, uh, formerly worsted, currently called DK. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And it's at the cozy. Now that it's been dried, it's the right size because it hasn't been hanging. And to put it on. And I was working at home that day. It was right before I went back to work. And Adrian and John were at work. And I'm like working away. And I put my elbow down on the table. And I was like, why is my elbow so cold? And I turn my elbow over. And there's this huge gaping hole where a yarn had snapped and there's just this giant hole in my elbow. So it may have been a little bit of wear from wearing it because of where it is, that would be a pressure point. But I think what happens in my, I know what happened actually specifically with that load. I had not gone to the delicate. I had just gone to, I don't know, whatever there's like, oh, there's a hand wash and then there's a delicate. Mm. Hand wash is more gentle. And I left it on delicate, which is, there's a lot more agitation, which is probably why that cowl felted. And I think what happened is with Girl Friday and possibly with this hat, that is that the, something got caught in the agitator. Right. And snapped. So I do still have the yarn that Girl Friday was knit out of. So I am thinking that I might... Just unravel, pick up stitches, and knit a stockinette like patch into the sweater there instead of trying to do the lacy pattern. I never wear that sweater out of the house. It's totally just a house sweater at this point, uh, which is sad because it's a beautiful sweater. It is but, really beautiful. Um, it has sort of been consigned to house wear. Um, it's so, so cozy. It is really cozy. There are no pockets, which is one reason I think I don't wear it out of the house or never wear it out of the house. It, it has a fair amount of pilling that I've just never also wanted to deal with. So um, so I, I I do want to fix that sweater. I, I can't imagine trashing that. But um, there, there were some casualties. There are some – there is a risk to watching even, you know, experienced long-term knitters like us will just throw <laughs> something to the wash, whether by accident or like – out of hubris, right? Like, I'm like, ah, yeah, I know. I can handle this. I know. And then, you know, we're only human. Yes. So it was a little bit of a bummer. But I'm looking at your flax right now, and it is really, really cute. The stripedness. Like, it's super cute. And it's you did orange, brown, and then some turquoise stripes in there. Yep. It's, um, and I was wondering, because I have – I still have Malabrigo Twist – from the, our trade. I still have like... Oh, God. Th- I think I have like three skeins left, oh, though. Oh, 
So I'm, I was wondering, God, I wonder if I should knit Adrian a flax sweater out of that. Um, it would be very but, warm. But I think but that you should make like felted right? slippers, honestly. Like, oh, that's it'd a be good so idea. soft. And then you would wouldn't just okay. not feel bad about it. Yeah. And then I could replace my, my felted slippers, which... I can stick my my toe sticks out of. Now. Oh my god, that project! Hello, how long Hello. did that take? And now there's a whole. This project, new- I mean, part of what part of what took so long was that I it took me moving into my own house with a washing machine so I could felt them. <laughs> but as soon as I moved here, I felted these. So I've been wearing these for four years, many many times. All right, I wear fair enough, fair enough. In the winter. I wear as soon as I get home. I put these on. What if? Felted like one of your I'm sorry, old swatches, for those of you, and then uh-huh. you just sewed so, on a patch. That's true. Cute. So Jenny, and, Jenny and I are talking about my um, felted snugs, which um, I, I they need some more work. Like the the sole is all off center and needs to be resewn on, and they <laughs> they've uh, seen better days. But a pair, another pair, having a second pair of felted slippers would not be a bad thing. And that actually would help because I was thinking about making myself felted slippers using some repurposed uh, Cascade 220 from uh, – do you remember that shrug, that turtleneck shrug, one of the right. early – one of my early right. projects, yeah. um, I, which I never wear because it's silly, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it, it was cute. The idea, the concept is cute, but it does look kind of silly. Um, but I, I was thinking about making slippers out of that. Um, I also want to make my mother-in-law a new <coughs> felted ba- – Sorry. I want to make – it's okay. I want to make my mother-in-law a new felted bag and I could use that. Uh, I could use the Cascade 220 for that and the black uh, Malabrigo twist to make myself some slippers. That's a good idea. Yay. So, yes. Um, that Yeah. And Adrian, the sweater that I made him a couple of years ago, that gray and purple stripe sweater in Barocco Vintage, still fits him. Yay. I mean, it was really long when I made it for him. I think I he first wore it, he was still like three, three and a half. So, um, but it was long. Like it would go past his his bottom and now it fits in like a normal sweater and the sleeves are fine. And that Broco Vintage holds up really well. So I highly recommend that. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm working on the vest. I'm working on some socks and um, – I do also want to finish up my Audrian Unst. I have, still haven't touched it. I'm not sure how where I'm going to fit it in, but I do want to fit it in before stitches because that'll be a nice fat chunk of uh, yardage to add now, to my yardage Now, what still needs doing on that sweater? I need to knit the button band and weave in ends, and then I want to sew – I do want to sew ribbon onto the button band. And I should just know this now that I did that for my – when I did my brother's sweater where I hand-sewed the zipper in. Uh-huh. Like that stuff never takes as long as I fear it's going to. Right. So I just need to sort of get my act together about that. Um, and I do have some time. I have the week before stitches off from work. So nice. I'm sort of, I'm sort of uh, eyeballing that as a time to get – Something that needs concentrated time, whereas like the Miley vest is just knit, purl, knit, purl. Every tenth row, do an increase or a decrease, and then it's, it's fairly straightforward. It's a nice, it's gratifying um, type of knitting. Yeah, it's nice to speed along on something. 
This uh, oh, yeah, this it really is cabled cardigan. Actually, feels like I'm speeding along compared to Buttercup. I have to yeah. say. Ugh. So yeah, I mean, knitting anything in wool feels just so much better ultimately than. Uh, I mean, silk is beautiful, and I have uh, that Josephine top that I knit in silk. It's quite lovely, but. I don't remember it being a joyful knit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I actually, um, no, it's this, it's so weird how like your needle choice can change how something's feeling to knit. I, uh, I had like brass needles that I was using, like these weird brass addies that I was using Mm -hmm. for this yellow cabled cardigan. And it was really sticky and, you know, things weren't sliding. And so I just finally just changed the needle. And now it is, like, mm-hmm. so much more nice to knit. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I just didn't pick it up for years and years because it was so annoying to knit with those needles. Mm-hmm. <sighs> do you do you ever knit with bamboo needles anymore? Or are you knitting right I'm knitting now? right now with some bamboo needles. Interesting. I like bamboo I've, sometimes. I have not knit with bamboo. I, I mean, all I have bamboo-wise now are uh, double, some double-pointed needles. Everything else I have is some metal. But I'll say that Addy needles are are definitely not in my favorite. I am The socks I'm knitting are on a set of old-school Addies. And they um, the actually, the nickel plating or whatever it is has worn away sort of on, the, uh-huh. on, par- on parts of it. Um, well... Yeah, I can see it on the tips a little bit. It's you can see the brass underneath there coming through or whatever it is, and they're just they feel squeaky and funky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this is the last time I have to use these. I bought some uh, Haya Hayas to replace this particular size, but um, I I'd started on these Addies, and I feel like there's I don't know maybe this is an old wives' tale, but I feel like if I changed to another needle now, there could be a change in gauge or you know like right, right, right. I don't know. I'm so close at this point with the sock that you know, I don't want to. I don't want to have a needle issue. So, um, but yeah, I I will be happy at some point to figure out a way to pass along all of my old Addy needles. Because I in, I enjoy high high needles, and if I need a bigger size, I'll just use the knit picks interchangeables that I have. Like I'm okay with that. Um, and it's so rare that I use a big needle. I was looking at like size 15 needles the other day, and they just look comical. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, what would I possibly be able to knit with that? I actually have a project, a UFO on like size 17 needles just like a oh, yeah. blanket out of udon uh-huh i remember that project yeah. someday i'll finish that too <laughs> i'm on a roll i have one and a half socks for our sock thing my stripy so socks yeah i have this half a sock left to knit and i will have knit a pair of socks for our kiss cal january actually let me do a little little plug for that and we can talk about next month so um there is a in our group there is a thread that is keep it small uh cal january is for socks and if you go into that um thread at the top of that are the are the tags so there's a tag for january and then i'm also having uh telling people that they can also 
tag projects for quarter one. So for instance, if you knit a pair of socks, start knitting a pair of socks, but you don't finish them until the end of February, you can order, you can enter those socks into the quarterly drawing. Um, so um, we got a many volunteers to make project bags as prizes. So uh, project bags and other hand-sewn things. Actually, um, one listener is going to do a, a needle roll or a needle holder uh, for DPNs or circular needles. So um, this month's prize is being made by Melissa Martin, and it is awesome. It's a zipper uh, project sock project bag that's um well jenny you've received stuff from melissa before she uses felt right or felted she uses like reclaimed fabric. sweaters that's that i right. think she cuts and sews into like patchwork kind of things um so she made hugo an orange blanket out of all these different orange cashmere oh, and right. it's like so luxurious and pretty and love it and she sewed on this like really pretty um bias tape on the edges yeah i love it and so she's made a really cute uh, zippered sock project bag. Um, it's in the if you're if you want to peek, it is in the uh, project bag volunteers thread. And if you are out there and still want to uh, contribute a project bag or a prize, uh, feel free to chime in on that thread. So Melissa is a January sponsor, and so every month there will be a drawing for uh, someone who's participated in that Kiss Cow. And then at the end of the quarter, um, there will be a prize for the quarter. So um, you have basically 16, at least 16 opportunities to win a prize. So I'm doing the quarterly bags and um, listeners are have chimed in to do the monthly bags. So uh, January has been going along like gangbusters. It's funny. It's almost like nobody's ever knit socks before. People are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. So uh, a lot of lovely socks. It's hard for me to look because some, a lot of beautiful sock yarn is being shown mm-hmm. and stuff that I've gotten obsessed with, like Gail, uh, Gail's art. Um, she does these sock yarn blanks where she paints them, stencils them as a, a design, and then you knit them up and you basically get like these long color repeats with like blips of other yarn. It's or yarn with other colors. It's hard to explain. Like it'll be like purples and blues and then she stencils say hearts on top of that but and when you knit them you know obviously the hearts don't come up in the socks they just come up as these like tiny pops of color it's it's super genius and really exciting serendipity i think it would be really fun to knit from one of those sock yarn blanks but i was like okay not this not not right now i'm saving i'm saving for stitches <laughs> it's been really hard to um like i'm in this knitting mood now so i want to buy yarn but i I resisted. I resisted buying some Malabrigo Rios when I was at Avenue Yarns for a knit night, which was good. I didn't need it. I had plenty of stuff in my stash to knit this baby sweater. Um, I've wanted to buy some Patton's Croy because the socks I made out of Patton's Croy have are flawless still, like eight years later. Um, but I'm holding off because I feel like I can buy some. You know, if I when I get to stitches. I can see what nice hardy sock yarn there is. Right. So, but I'm really trying. It's it's not that far off now. It's about, but like maybe not quite even four weeks, less than four weeks at this point. Yeah, I'm. I keep falling so. off the wagon. My only saving <laughs> grace is that I'm like starting to get some really old stash out of the stash. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Because that um, that Lisa Souza yarn you're using for that cardigan is 
older than the cast on. Oh right? yeah, by a couple by years. Yeah, right? I think by maybe two years. I don't even. I don't even know. Wow. I have no sense oh. of time now. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk about the February Kiss Cal. Keep it small. Um, again, uh, these are all an, a lot of. These are often going to be to serve my needs. Although I, I the, a couple people have stepped forward to volunteer that I will probably take advantage of their their um, volunteering in the summer when my knitting uh, mojo declines. But right now I'm trying to like meet my goals. And so I really want to knit my Miss Bab Yowza. Um, so February's project, small project are cowls. I feel like it's still wintry in most places and a cowl could be very useful. At the very least you can, if you're in the Southern hemisphere, you can, you'll be prepared for fall and, uh, if it's starting to get warm where you live in the northern hemisphere, you can keep it for next year or for a gift. Um, also, cowls are sort of – you can wear them in any season if you make like a longer infinity cowl. So um, I will post a bundle in uh, by February 1st, and I can't wait to see uh, what everybody chooses for a cowl. I've been contemplating what I want to knit um, – I had been thinking about knitting something called the Denver cowl, which is knit in Miss Babs Yowza in the colorway I have, which is Berlin. But I was recently gifted by listener Teeny, um, who is one of the hosts of the Twin Needle podcast. The She gifted me the Brickless pattern by Martina Beam. And um, that is what – that pattern was written for that yarn in that colorway. So it's kind of hard to resist that combination. Right. And I, I need to read through the pattern, but I think I could probably do it so I do a provisional cast on and then graft the two ends together at the end. Wow. That's my thinking. So to make a brickless infinity cowl, that's my idea, is to take the pattern, which I always have loved the way the pattern looks. I just, I I want it to be a cowl. So I'm going to see if that would work. Huh. Very cool. So that's my idea. Do you have any favorite cowls that popped him pop? I up? have been thinking. What have I been thinking of making for cowls? Um, I like the longer cowls, and I really mm-hmm. like the um, the style of like the shar- the star shower style cowl. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I want to make I'm, a clincher, and I also want to make, like, mm-hmm. Lib Absinthe, the Forest Park cowl. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a cowl called Foolproof, which is a two-color striped um, cowl that I think you can double up, or you can make it to however long or however much yarn you have. But it's, mm-hmm. like, it kind of um, kind of reverses the... The stripe, so it looks like, and you're doing a negative of the other color, right? On the right. Um, so I was thinking about that for the yarn I just bought, which is the Tannis Fiber Arts, mm. um, in a two color kind of stripey thing. Mm-hmm. I oh my god! You know what I have to do? I have to finish my Crimson Autumn cowl. It's another UFO oh, that I've been working on. I don't think I know that one. It's by what? Diana Rosenstein. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, it's the leaf cowl. Yes. And I'm actually pretty close. I should just I should just continue with my UFO clean out and, yeah, and finish do it. it. Do it. 
and then you can uh, you can um, put it in for the uh, just one more row clean slate challenge, which just basically requires that you knit with yarn that you've had since before I believe October first, two thousand fourteen. So anything that you knit um, and finish. Get, um, gets can qualify for that knit along, and uh, you get an entry for every fifteen hundred yards that you knit. Huh. So um, that's what uh, that's the cow that I'm concentrating on this year. The our cow our cows, and then and then that uh, I'm hoping to get to fifteen hundred yards. You can do it before February twenty eighth. Um, so yeah, so. Um, I will start that bundle and I'll put in Jenny's these that Jenny mentioned and um and I'm excited to see people you know a uh, uh, cowl that I really enjoyed knitting which is a closer fit now cowl is the thermos cowl I think you've made that I've made it a couple times it is really fun to knit and it's, it's very a great cute one. yeah yeah and it, you know we love that waffle stitch so um it's it's very cozy I feel like that also is like a gen a unisex cowl like that could be something Easily that a, a man could wear. I've also been thinking about knitting a cowl, cowl for, I don't know, saying cowl over and over again. I'm like, what a weird word that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to, I think about knitting one for Adrian because uh, he doesn't have a scarf. And I don't know, I'm a little, there's like these mommy moments where I'm like, yeah, a scarf for a little kid. Is it maybe a cowl would be better? It's harder to lose. It's harder to like, I don't know. I thought about that. I thought about that for Matilda, but she just takes everything off. It kind of doesn't matter if it's like hanging or like, or it just comes off and gets flung somewhere. Um, So I don't know, but there are a couple of really cute ones in the, um, in the collection head to toe Uh, by Katya Frankel. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple of really cute kids cowls. So, um, yeah, there's, there are a lot of options out there. A lot of, uh, and this I think is a great, I don't think it's something, even though they're very popular, I think it's a very well-received gift. Yeah, definitely. I also so. have my eye on Xenia by, um, Hilary Smith Callis. Cause it's oh, yeah, like I, not that lacy. It's more of a solid mm-hmm. kind of keep you warm looking kind of cowl. Awesome. I wanted to look a little bit uh, back on um, <clears throat> on the first year that we were podcasting, and I just I was saying to Jenny, I was looking at our blog in the first few episodes. We don't have real show notes. It's like the idea that, like we, I, I say, oh, what we talk about, but I don't say I don't have links to anything. I wonder if those links would even exist. Still. Right. Um. And it's just funny to see where we were um, in terms of the things we liked. Like, I, do you remember how obsessed I was with uh, Stephanie Jappel's uh, forecast yeah. sweater? Like, I couldn't stop thinking about it or talking about it or contemplating what kind of yarn to get. You were obsessed with um, shrugs. Uh, we were obsessed with <laughs> Lady Eleanor, <laughs> that... Uh, um, the entre shawl. <laughs> that was knit in, like, you could easily knit it in a Noro yarn, but it was not knit in Noro, even though it looks like it was knit in this really, really expensive uh, small producer yarn. I can't remember what it was. Um, but I remember going and seeking that yarn out at Stitches, maybe even that year, and, like, 
jaw dropping to the floor. It was like forty two dollars a skein yard. Oh my god! Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Um, the turbulence U neck, uh, which is something I still love that pullover. That's a beautiful pullover. Yeah, all that knitting nature that Norik on. And then I was really obsessed with um, Butterfly, a sweater that was knit in Noro um, that um, I think – I wonder if it still exists, this link. Um, probably not. But it is – I believe it was um, – oh, man. Who are those famous Noro designers? Uh, Jane Ellison? Yeah, I think it's a Jane Ellison pattern. And it is um, – let me see if I can find it. I can kind of picture it in my head. I can't come up with it. Oh, my God. Ooh. I was going to make that gym slip dress. <laughs> we were going to make the, the – that's from uh, Knit Two Together. The, the – tra- the, oh, well, Tracy Ullman. Tracy Ullman and, um, and Mel Smith. Yeah. Uh, and we were going to make the bloomers from that book. I still like that pattern. Be cute. Uh I think bloomers might be I better sewn. I, I think it's better sewn yeah. because over time, that that's gonna we're we're gonna have some serious stretch there. <laughs> I bet that gym uh, slip dress would still be cute though if you made it now. I think our lives have changed though in such a way that maybe uh, it's just not a practical item in the uh, in the wardrobe for, in the wardrobe slash. For our knitting time, right? It's funny. I'm searching for this butter, this Jane Ellison pattern butterfly. I'm finding other things. I'm like, oh, look at this Melanie Berg pattern. <laughs> um, but um, let's see. Let's see what uh, March of 2007 held for us. See if we had the same five obsessions. Wow! I bought the yarn for Harold sweater in 2007, right? Which which Harold sweater the the that, born uh, yellow sweater one? the born sweater I think so. Uh, we had a lot of Veronique Avery love early on. People who I still I love Veronique oh, Avery our, still. Our stitches. Oh, do you remember the math of stash where we got John Polito <laughs> to uh, read that math <laughs> equation to us? <sighs> And here's the crazy part. There was no Ravelry yet. Oh, my God. That is right. This is pre-Ravelry. So all of our links go to webs- like websites. Or blogs. Which, or blogs. Um, and some of, some of which the website still exists, but the link is long ago changed. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Here uh, I have a link to uh, Buffalo Blue uh, kettle chips, which I am so sad that they don't make those anymore. Those were delicious. Those were so delicious. They've been sort of replaced by the backyard barbecue ones, which I think are too sweet. If you're wondering how I felt about kettle chips. <laughs> <laughs> I get them all the time at work. Like any work event, they have like bags of kettle chips. So I'm always like, oh, what can I, what, what are the five flavors that I can deal with? Um. Oh, oh, yarn. <laughs> yes. We, we labeled our first, uh, our yarn purchasing and stitches as our confessions. <laughs> We started out so um, 
with with such a earnestness about this. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> you're you're overall down though, right? For stash. I think I, I'm a stable to down for sure. Um yeah, for sure. Especially, I mean, last year really helped because I bought half the amount of yarn that I used. So that really makes a difference. Although I don't know what my totals are. And I feel like at this point, keeping the exact number, track of the exact number is not necessarily, it's not necessary. Right. It's less useful. You know, yeah. it's less useful. It's it's obsessive and it takes time from actual knitting. And I, there are so many things that are ancillary to knitting that take up so much of my time already. I mean, like my obsession with browsing for patterns and trying to match yarn and pattern on Ravelry is so, I mean, that, that takes up some amount of time, like where I could be knitting. I I do like, I'll sometimes do it as I knit, but usually when I'm really into it, I'm just deep into Ravelry. Yeah. And then hours later, you know, yeah, you're like, oh, wait, I'm not knitting that sweater, and I haven't been knitting. <laughs> For the last two hours. <laughs> the last two hours, while I've, like, looked at every bulky weight sweater on Ravelry. <laughs> every last one. Well, I think Ravelry is so great, though, for inspiration. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And, I, you know, I if that's the worst thing that I'm doing, I'm not that concerned about it, but um, it – um. You know, it does take time. It's funny because also this morning when I realized it was our ninth anniversary, I was like, what am I going to get myself? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, should I buy yarn today? I'm like, maybe like just cast on a new project if you're feeling really inspired. Yeah. That's your, that's your treat. Well, I mean, what kind of, what were we working on that first episode? It's a good question. I need to go back and listen to it as painful as it might be. Um, Because it might be funny. To do something similar. In the picture, oh, yeah. in the picture, I'm wearing luck, bad penny. <laughs> yes, uh, and I am wearing my big black scarf of doom, which is starting to get a few. Uh, starting, starting to see the wear and tear of uh, fourteen years. Fourteen years ago, I knit that. Aww. It's still so, so used, well used. That's awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think if it started to fall apart, I could, I could fix it, and it would be fine. Um, I can see on episode two. I bet you you're knitting. It says poncho production. I bet you you're knitting. Um, Anne's poncho. Anne's poncho. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Kyoto. Uh, I still have uh, some art fibers Kyoto in my stash. I actually have a cone of it in a beautiful gold color, and then I have, like, small amounts in various other colors. That is one thing I really miss, is art fibers. I know. I was thinking about it the other day as I was coming through downtown. It's like, well, it's good that it's, I guess I go through downtown every day. Um, it's probably dangerous to have had it there, but um, it would be nice to stop and pet some yarn sometimes. Yeah, because they always had some very unique stuff. And all of it was just, it was really, was really beautiful. Yeah. So Sorry. anyway, happy, happy anniversary, Jenny. We've been through, we've, there's just like, now we're still doing this through all of like the changes our lives have brought. Like you have, you, you were a nurse yet when we started. No, I was like in you school, know? right? 
you're in school, you've had two, like you, you've had a, a career as a, a, a nurse in service, and now you have a different nursing career. And I have, um, I had just started as, as the head librarian at my job. Uh, then we had no children. Uh, I lived in San Francisco. I no longer, you know, like everything, a lot has changed. And we've, even though I cannot, the other thing I cannot believe is that we did this every week. We only did a half an hour every week. That's, that kind of makes me feel a little bit better. We weren't doing an hour every week. So, um, I can't believe we found the time to do it every week. I think we both had a little bit more time, <laughs> you know. I guess so. <laughs> I think, you know, and being in school, which is not, you know, a small feat, um, it still left you with different, you know, uh, pockets of time. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And Definitely. that made it um, more feasible. Um, oh, my gosh. I just saw a reference to the hippie, uh, the hippie crunchy socks. Oh, my God. Did you rip those out? Oh Thank yeah, God yeah, yeah. Those out. yeah. Those are in two different pro- that that yarn is in two different projects, never to be seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So happy Potiversary nine great years! Yay. Thank you, everybody who has been listening from at any point, um, and who stuck. Anybody who heard that first episode and is <laughs> still yeah, listening. Did it? Kept listening. Wow! <laughs> kept listening. Thank you. Um, and there have definitely been times where it's been harder for us. And, um, I appreciate Jenny that you've always like kept us together. Like times where I'm like, we should just quit. You're like, no, 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 we can do it. We'll just, you know, make this modification or that modification. And it's always worked out. And I'm glad because I love, I love talking about knitting. I love being able to speak a language with people. Like it's just, there's nothing like that when you can just sit down and not have to explain anything and just talk about the arcane pieces of knowledge about your hobby. It is such a relief. It Where is. you can it's, be it's as obsessive as as you feel. <laughs> and, and other people are the same way. <laughs> and I think, you know, going back to when I, I said the thing about being on Ravelry for two hours searching for patterns, like, yes, it takes away from actual knitting time. So maybe I'm not as productive, but it's definitely – release relieve stress to be able to do that yes. and that's what this is all about for me i think even when i put pressure on myself <laughs> <laughs> so um knit some cowls next time you hear from us we will have gone to stitches oh my god still, I'm not, stitches. still not still not making a plan as far as what i can and cannot buy i definitely am thinking about like generally but i'm trying to hold hold back of too much planning because I don't want to buy the yarn before I've bought it, and that takes the joy out of it. Yeah, I think just fall in love with the yarn and then figure it out. Yeah. All right. All right. Happy Thanks anniversary. For <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I we don't say this often enough, but you can always check st- show notes on stashandburn.com. We have a great group on Ravelry, very welcoming, very supportive. Um, you just search in the groups for Stash and Burn. I am on Instagram as Stash and Burn. I haven't been posting a lot lately, but you can always check. And I never post on Twitter, but I'm also on Twitter as Stash and Burn. So um, uh, we'll see you next. We'll talk to you next month. Bye. Bye. Here now, long gone, three freaks in a belly gone. 
Went to the river, but the river got down. All the good people were hanging around. Too little, too late. Everybody got a Medicaid. Everybody follow.